What's up, you guys? Of course, it's your man Jalen, and I'm with my main man, my senpai, the ride or die, the last, the only, the Antichrist. Wow, Andre Jackson. Wow. wow. I was like, hey man, we're doing pretty good today. You know, he's saying some nice things. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> okay, but yeah, it's Andre Jackson. I had nothing to do with none of the stuff he just named off the listed. But we have a serious. Uh, I feel like, you know, more focused episode for you guys here today. We're going to be talking about our commander-in-chief, uh, President Drunk. Donald the Duck, <laughs> you know. We really try to avert from talking about Donald Trump on this podcast because, um, I don't know, we're not contrarian, but we kind of just don't like being sucked up in the lure of politics. Like, we love it. We love politics, but politics and the media and actual policy and social issues, those are, those are two different things. You know, a lot of stuff get hyped up in the media. But finally, we come to Donald the Duck. We're doing uh, this episode strictly on him and how has his presidency been so far. Yeah, and uh, for me, I want this to be a focused episode just on about how it's been so far, but just some of the things that's been going on. If you haven't been paying attention yeah. to it, uh, you know, some things may be new to you. Some things may be something that you uh, specifically been focused on or, you know, one thing. But Trump has had a very overarching short what is it, like in the second half of the second year? Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. yeah. Pretty much we're halfway in. You're halfway there. And it's, a lot's happened in these two years. Yeah, a lot has happened just in these two years. But uh, I feel like the first thing that we should talk about and just uh, go ahead and run right into is the very first thing Trump did, which was this travel ban. Yeah, this um, xenophobic, racist travel ban that he implemented. Do you want to explain to the audience well, that travel ban did. The travel ban was uh, not so much, but pretty much Muslim ban. Yeah, uh, we specified it to travel ban because that's what it tried to be in its purest form, so it could get through the consistent. Because I mean, there was I think the one that's in effect right now is like a third revision or yeah. the fourth revision because it's consistently been shut down in the courts. By, yeah, yeah the exactly. Course. But it's uh, it's been pretty much a Muslim ban, but it uh, specifies eight countries that uh, have high Muslim populations. But the fun fact about these eight countries is that Saudi Arabia, and uh, it's, it's one more country, I, I don't think it's Iran, I think it's something else. But they aren't on the list. And what's funny is that those were the original nine. Uh, yeah. of Al-Qaeda, of Al-Qaeda is they were like, they were a Saudi Arabia, um, Osama bin Laden was actually from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And so like, it was like, if these things were really to promote, uh, not promote, but um, denounce and defend from terrorism, then why didn't you specifically go for that? Wouldn't that be the first country you go for? Exactly. But of course, we know the poly- politics behind that. Yes, know? we uh, Saudi Arabia is unfortunately our ally. Economically, yes. yes. And, and, and that's the main thing that I want to focus on. Yeah, the prince had just did a tour in America, I think, a couple months ago. He was mm-hmm. out here. He even did some talk shows and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, it's, I wouldn't say it's so much an ally like you consider Britain or something, but yeah. that that is unfortunately an ally. Yeah, because they buy out all these uh, refinery plants, all these uh, chemicals. Yes. They did like like the if you live in a town like say for instance like Deer Park or Port Arthur, and you have a big refinery, chances are fifty percent or at least at least fifty percent of that is owned by Saudi Arabia. Like, that's just facts, you know, because, you know, they, they, they're they business moguls. They, if you go to Saudi Arabia, you'll see that. They're very into oil policy. Yes. And all of that. Yeah, but that, uh, the travel ban was essentially that. It didn't, it wanted to be supposedly a ban that's cut back on terrorism, but I feel like 
and the way that it was shut down multiple times to just the effect and the general response from it mm-hmm. is that it's a de facto Muslim ban. Mm-hmm. It doesn't target countries that are specifically terrorist, you know, havens. They breed terrorists. It was just really places that were uh, hot topics for Muslims or something mm-hmm. like that. And I feel like that also leads into our next point when he, how he's just bumbled, bungled our foreign affairs. Oh, yeah, man. I remember one of the first things. Bungled and bungled. Man, just effed it up, bro, completely. I remember first things uh, watching the news, like one of his first foreign diplomacy mistakes, and we were talking about this earlier, was uh, when uh, he got, when that call from uh, what, Australia came in, and like uh, he was tweeting all about it. And know. the thing about that is, uh, he started tweeting, but those are like usually, it's I won't say it's a, a rule or some kind of law, but those things are usually confidential. Yes, it stays exactly. between the two leaders of those countries, but Trump... Wanted to wanting to be who he is, and I guess just to be the antithesis of what Obama was. He's so loud and abrasive, and Twitter has been the perfect spot for him to uh, do that and exercise that energy. Because he doesn't have true policy wins. He doesn't. He hasn't won any like true policies. Like every single policy that he entered in office, he had to either you know mediate with Demo- with corporate Democrats or just completely abandon. And so, and, and that's one of my main things is when, when we even bring up his Twitter comments, I always say this, Donald Trump isn't a president, he's a movement of people, you know, um, a movement of people attach themselves to Donald Trump. Even if you, you go around and ask people why um, uh, they feel that they support Donald Trump, it'll all be from an ethos-based argument of, of they, you know, he feels like, or he supports me, or he's for my race, or for my people. And, it, and, and it's just retarded. Like, there's no really logic in it. That's how I know he, nobody really elected Trump based off of his, you know, actual credentials, or actual, you know, even, even though we know he didn't have credentials because he was never in politics, even off of the fact of they think he could do this. It wasn't that. It wasn't his, even his aptitude. It was just strictly because, like you said, he was an anti-thesis of Obama. Yeah, and he, he's kind of like that, that Joe the Plumber, you know, uh, I think a Malcolm. Uh, it's a combination of a different things that kind of just fit a neutral. Oh, yeah. But he's like the everyday man. Yeah. He's really the complete opposite. He's rich. He's he's (laughs) elitist. He's loud. He's all that. But for some reason, people gather around him and feel like that about him. Like they can relate to him. People who, you know, most likely relate to us more than they relate to a billionaire, but because he kind of represents this this white man thing. The American dream almost. Exactly. The American dream that's been accomplished and is now completely outdated, and it, by the way. And even if it was outdated, it, it's been inclusive now. Like yes. It's not just the, the fact that a white man, it's also black, uh, blacks, women's, Asians, yes. everybody. You know, Everybody is existing and exercising the American dream. But just to piggyback off of what you said about just his policies and how he really hasn't had anything, most of the stuff that's been done under his presidency has just been uh, repelling things that Obama did. Exactly. You were just talking about the offshore jump. Offshore drilling. Oh yeah, man. Uh, that was one of his first executive orders when I was like a, a huge no no. Like these, this was an executive order Obama signed in late to his presidency. Uh, this was when the Obama administration was uh, kind of in like paid mode because Trump just won. Nobody expected that. So you know the Obama administration they granted clemency to a, a lot of nonviolent uh, yeah, offenders yeah, who, who had drug related crimes, and uh, he also did a lot to protect the environment, like ban offshore drilling. Hey. And, and so soon as Donald Trump steps into the presidency, you know, not only he strips, you know, government aid from Planned Parenthood, he goes in and signs, it, it, it does away with the bill that Obama just signed, as if they know Obama was trying to, you know, like I said, go into panic mode and try to at least have some executive footprint on this office. 
Cause some safety measures, yeah. some precautions ahead of time, and it, even the effort that you put in. I mean, he just showed that the first thing he wanted to do when he got in was show you that none of this mattered. I'm going to redo it. I'm going to take it away. Exactly. Regardless of whether I feel like it's good for the environment or if I think it's a good political move or I'm just trying to be petty. You know, I just want to take away what you did. And I feel like you just said the EPA, that's one of the main things that's faced deregulation yes. in this uh, presidency. We just seen, I don't know if you saw, but they just cleared or repealed something that had previously banned um, asbestos. Uh, the stuff that people use. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. Asbestos, or every, I'm sorry, I forgot how to pronounce it. But they, he just uh, repealed a previous ban on that for using it in housing materials. We are the, now we are the only country in America and in the world that currently does not have an asbestos ban completely. Well, I didn't even see that, bro. You put, you just put me on. I did not even know that. So it's like, uh, like, and, and and I think that we have to blame, you know, of course, the conservative Republicans that were already in office. But soon as I seen his picks uh, for EPA, uh, I think his first pick was uh, Rick Perry. Uh, when uh, Rick Perry was governor, he actually, you know, did away with a lot of environmental protection uh, policies. So it's like, what? So as soon as as soon as he started making those type of decisions, I was like, okay, yeah. This, I mean, he's yeah. he's even uh, repealed uh, previous bans on uh, wildlife reserves. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like here, like uh, in places in America that you probably would have loved to see as a child or love to see for your children to see, you better do it now because they're going to be drilling in places like Yellowstone National Parks. This is the last refuge of beauty we have in our country, and. All it is is a money oil spot for these people. And that's, again, what you're getting with a Donald Trump presidency. He's not representing you, the everyday man. It's corporations who make money off these things that they're deregulating. Yes, and like you could have seen that by his first pick of Secretary of State. You know, uh, uh, Bryce Tillerson, right? Rex Tillerson. Rex Tillerson, yeah. Rex Tillerson. Which, uh, again, like you said, that, that was an alarming pick, but... Unfortunately, going through this presidency and seeing everybody leave and, you know, people either be fired or they resign or, you know, even into some stuff we're going to get into, they yes. get indicted. Yes. Uh, he actually ended up being somebody that I actually respected. Yes. He was somebody Most who, likely, yes. Uh, Most definitely, I said. He kind of butted heads with Trump and he, he, wasn't, no, he wasn't a pushover. Yeah. At the very least, and uh, I'd like to say we didn't even get an opportunity to say this, but... A uh, moment of silence, rest in peace to a great man. Oh John my God, bro! Uh, I apologize. We should have opened oh, the episode yeah. like that. But rest in peace, John McCain. Oh, I'm sorry, man. But a GOP maverick, a respectable man, honorable man. Uh, John McCain ran again. He was a, a GOP senator from Arizona um, for over damn near my lifetime, and before mine. Like he was, a, he's a senator. He's been a senator for a very, very long time. Veteran. He ran against Obama in the 2008 campaign, and it and it, it was one of the I think uh, you know besides Mitt Romney and Obama, I think we were really starting to see the last era of you know not not friendly politics but respectable politics. Um, that was before all the ad hominems were thrown. And John McCain was just a beautiful person, man, and I just hate to see people die from cancer. Yeah, unfortunately, rest in peace. But the connection. And the unfortunate connection and a good connection, I could guess, is that rest in peace to John uh, McCain. But he was also a man who Rex Tillerson reminded me of, where he wasn't somebody who was just going to f- 
fall in the Trump line. He wasn't going to get swept up in party party politics. He wasn't going to be caught up in his charisma, his per- persona. He wasn't just going to listen because Donald Trump tells people to do what he says. He was going to do what he felt was right. Yeah. Now, that may be things that at times I disagree with, but I can understand that you are your own moral code instead of to somebody else's tune, especially somebody like Donald Trump. But uh, Rex Tillerson, he was a bad pick to me at first, but he proved me wrong. Somebody who was a bad pick and I felt still has continued to show that they're a bad pick is somebody like Bessie DeVos. Uh, I was just about to say Bessie DeVos. Uh, Somebody who wants to completely strip public education. And of course, they're not going to straight up, she's not going to straight up and say that's not, that's her own. Uh, platform, but when when you take away these tax vouchers for public education, that's exactly what you're going to end up doing. Like, and, and, and I mean, uh, we can. I talk- support charter schools, but that's the wrong way. Exactly, to go about it. exactly. So, but we could talk about politics and policies all day. But she's just strictly stupid, bro. She doesn't even. She didn't even know the practice over proficiency uh, argument. Like that basic, every basic teacher learns. She wants teachers to have guns to shoot bears. Yes. She is a bad pick. Somebody else that I feel embodies exactly what we're talking about, just this uh, economic, corporate, corporatist kind of elite that Donald Trump's catering to, somebody like Scott Pruitt. Oh. <laughs> Scott Pruitt, man. Consistently been shown to be spending taxpayer money. Taxpayers, on your dime, he's flying in extravagant private planes in first class. He's refurbishing his office. He's doing all these things on your dime because the person that Donald Trump picked wasn't somebody who was educated and qualified for this job, but it was a rich man who yeah. brought his way into uh, that position. Exactly. Even like his former uh, picks, like uh, Scaramucci, same, uh, same, same exact thing. You know, uh, someone who's also been kind of vocal since his uh, firing, uh, but yeah, all all of his picks just show a very elitist, populist doctrine, and and it's and it's just so crazy is because when you look at the demographic of people who cling on to Trump, you know what I'm saying? It's the very opposite. It's the exact it opposite. Is. And so like, what what I don't understand is that you you really want like this man to strip away your public education? Do you really want this man to, to strip away factions of our welfare system? And that's another thing. It, it's just kind of weird to me that one of his platforms is to strip away the section of public uh, section of welfare uh, which is public housing assistance but not you know social security or certain uh, insu- like our, our health insurances and si- uh, stuff like that it's like so you're gonna could, and, 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 and not to say and this is why people say he's sort of a racist and why he has a racist platform because when you look at the demographic of people who are on public housing assistance who Ooh. is the majority it's minority is minorities, and that's the only form of welfare we lead in. Oh, well, uh, Hispanics also even uh, lead in health and nutrition, but those are the two only uh, forms of welfare we lead in. So it's like you want to strip those things, or specifically strip public housing assistance. That's know, racist. Exactly. That's a race. And, and and even if you uh, a man doesn't have racist intent, like this. Like I said, he's an elitist, and we all know how elitist think. But even if a man has racial, doesn't have racial intent, you have to understand what your platform can end up doing. And and one of the uh, other things that when we, when we discuss, you know, knowing what your platform has the capability to do, we also have to understand. We can look back at, back at history and see how it has taught us. Like the same thing with these uh, this uh, tax cut that he's doing that emulates perfectly trickle down economics. And it's it's been shown by qualified, educated, uh, not tax analysis, you know, tax professionals, that it will end up costing the average American more money in 20 years. You will be paying more taxes while 
the corporate elite, the top one, two percent, their rates will continue to drop. They will be paying less taxes and the with the idea that they will reinvest that into the economy, which they won't. It's been proven that they hoard that stuff and leave it on to their children. But for them, their their rates will continue to decrease. But in 20 years, you will be paying more money in taxes on the current tax plan that Trump initiated uh, in 20 years than you were in the previous one. That's a fact. That's a, that, I, I'm not making this up. You can go look that up yourself. And it goes to show, we can segue this into our next point of who he's loyal to. <laughs> he's loyal to the people who make him money, the people who uh, reflect his tax bracket. But even further, it seems that he's more loyal to Russian intelligence than he is to our intelligence. Like, I don't understand. Like, um, you, like, and again, his demographic is the exact opposite of him because the art demographic, uh, they're, they're, they're the first ones to stand up for police uh, officers like they're uh, uh, gods. You know, when it comes to police brutality, the demographic they worship, they praise veterans, which we should. But and and then they also praise our legal system. You know, so it's like, why would you support a man that's the exact opposite, who has on multiple accounts discredited the FBI, discredited the CIA? Now, now, what type of president does that? Now, now, of course, we know and this is another conversation, like another episode that the CIA and the FBI under people like Hoover, you know, have been doing have 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 has done some malicious things. But we know that we have we can rely on FBI intelligence. We know we can rely on CIA intelligence. Everything if you look back at Nixon, Watergate, we know we can rely on this FBI intelligence and that's what and that's why the FBI is there, a federal bench that oversees the president, that doesn't have that can only like the FBI could director can't get fired by the president, but they oversee law. That's why we have attorney generals. And and, and so and that's another thing, bro, before we jump into this Russia thing, what you think about uh, sessions? Uh I feel like he is the outlier of what I was talking about with, let's say, McCain and Tillerson, mm-hmm. where he's somebody who obviously operates on his own code. He's somebody. He's somebody that I obviously disagree with more, though. Yeah. Like I don't. I wouldn't even say I respect him, but I do believe that he's not a pushover with Trump. No, he, he's, no most definitely. He's recused himself, and he's consistently said he will not. You know, I guess re-recuse himself or whatever. <laughs> he feels he should not be involved in that, and he's putting his foot down. I respect that. But I, if you check up his history, he's a racist. Yeah, oh yeah, most definitely. Like uh, every, the most infamous uh, case was uh, when he was the um, uh, what, what what state was it over? I forgot. I think this Alabama. And uh, it's either Alabama or Georgia. Yeah, uh, I, I think it was Alabama because Alabama also had uh, George Wallace, one of the most racist um, governors of the history. You know, George Wallace, uh, segregation now, segregation forever. Yeah, that guy. But uh, yeah, um, so I, just, um, I like the way uh, Jeff Sessions doesn't. Uh, go back and forth. He doesn't choose to go back and forth with Donald Trump. With you know, Donald Trump has not only tested or you know spoke illy of his job as being Attorney General, but he has also spoken illy of him as just as a man. He's come and just here this here recently has he's tweeted about you know what kind of man doesn't that does this. You know what I'm saying? And I like how session is just like I don't have to answer to anybody but the people of America. You know what I'm saying, and to the house, and to the you know people that need. He, he respects need. the channels. Yeah, he doesn't because, get, yeah. feel the need to go back and forth and play this tit for tat game with Donald Trump that he he's so desperately, you know, needing from uh 
from Sessions and just from people in general that he works with within the White House. He's an attention seeker, and I, I appreciate that Jeff Sessions is just telling them no. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to fall for that. I'm not going to fall into that. Jeff Sessions, like, I didn't have kids. I'm not about to I'm, argue with him. And then you, you now, and that's that's when you start seeing, like, and that's why I, uh, I like how you said he's an outliner of people like John McCain. Because yeah. you, you can see that that's why John McCain was just cut from a different fabric than Donald Trump. Even, you know, Jeff Sessions. It's, 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 it's experience-based politics. At the end of the day, I'd rather that shit. You know, this this, this stuff that goes on with Donald Trump, he's, he he just spews rhetoric, and, and it's just like most of the most of his damages, damaging words or damaging things are his tweets and the things he says, not the policies that he enact. It, it's the stuff he says. It's like why would how can you launch ad hominems at your own administration? And it's not just at first you would say at your own party, but then it goes yeah, a step yeah, further yeah. and says your own administration. Trump just I feel like he thinks he's king, man. Man, dog. Like, and uh, that tweet, that uh, Twitter is his podium. It's bro. him looking down at the Coliseum and he putting up the thumbs up or the thumbs down like this gladiator. <laughs> like, bro, chill out. You you you're not hot. You're not all that. Actually, and it's unprofessional too. It, it is, and that's what and that's my thing. It's like you 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 and. and Another thing is that you want to call out people about being men or being, you know, a moral code, and you have had some one of the most scandalous presidencies since, you know, I wouldn't even say Bill Clinton, I'll say Nixon, I, probably Reagan. Actually, nah. If uh, the collusion thing or this stormy. Oh, then, thing, oh yeah. If the collusion thing happens, this will be ever. This yes. is be the history, chop chart, top charting. Like this will be the most corrupt presidency we ever had. Absolutely, absolutely. But if we to, if we were to ignore that for a second, I still feel even without those two things, it would still go down. It'd be worse than Nixon. It'd be worse than Reagan. Yeah. It's definitely worse than Clinton. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I, I just feel like he he's had a history before he even got into the presidency, just from all just purely the people who, if we ignore the ones who've been indicted or at least been charged or at least been spoken about in some form about Russian collusion, just the people who've been indicted over tax fraud, over your own, you know, lawyer, you know, these are people that you've been close to for years, you know, more than years, decades, and now they are, they're all getting caught up, they're all getting arrested, they're all being in uh, problems with the law, and you want to pretend like he's some clean-cut president or something? Nah, he's already a scum. See it? Scumbag. I mean, how, Unfortunately. how, how, how you know, little, little, I, I hate talking about people personally, but Donald Trump does it all the time, so we coming for your neck, man. You know, you know, what's up with Stormy Daniels, dog? Uh, there are many facets of this story that amaze me. Liar. That's why, because he's a liar. Every every story has changed by every moment, yes, every exactly. every couple months that something is revealed, the story has been changed. Yes. It started with I had I never even paid this woman. I don't even know what they talking about. Like, you know, it wasn't that type of situation. It wasn't that type of deal. And now move all the way into now. It's like, okay, I paid her, but it wasn't with campaign funds. And it's not legal. It's not illegal. You know, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I did it. But, I mean, I ain't do it the way y'all so, said I so did. So, does this process of how you... Because they, uh, they, they always say um, the liar's claw is that you always have to lie. You mm -hmm. know, you, you're always going to get caught. You got to keep up with that exactly. lie. Exactly. And then that, and that's when that lie eventually starts getting exposed. So, do you... Snowballs. It, did, it, it does. You know, even when they asked him on Air Force One, if, uh, what about... It, 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 that's a video that's out. He, they asked him 
about the story, Stormy Daniels thing. And he's like, I don't know about any of that. You're going to have to ask my attorney. Yeah, I, I don't, where is he I don't know about that payment. Oh, now let's talk about his attorney. Yeah, you say, ask my attorney in that video a couple months ago. Where that attorney at right now? What, what just happened to him, man? He disappeared. We're <laughs> we talk, we talking about uh, the man... The best attorney ever. The attorney that'll never snitch on nobody. Attorney that that'll always keep his word. He is in the he in the courts singing. Yep. And his lawyer, Michael Cohen's Michael lawyer, Cohen. he's not saying anything on national television. They're asking him, "What are these things that Michael knows? What are you know? Give us some hint or detail." And he's like. I'm not telling you nothing. I can't talk about it. Yeah. Until they get a deal, until they find out who's going to do what for Michael for the information he knows, they're not just going to go spew it out to the, um, to the national you know, world. You know what I'm saying? They're not doing that. They trying to hold on to whatever this information that he has. And, and that's, that's what makes it, yeah, that's what makes it more interesting. It's the same position like Mueller is. He hasn't announced any of the things he's done, yes. but they've all been heavy hitting punches. They're know? like, they're like at the court, like, I'm ready. Whenever you need me, just call me. Like this is on some mob type stuff, bro. Yes. Like on some That's what they're saying. They're stuff. like, call, it's it, like the mob boss. Like this is what like, it is. Donald Trump is really Al Capone, bro. And like all this, all this stuff, he gonna get caught up on tax evasion. Yeah, they call Michael still, Cohen his that, party. That's, that's why the story is just—it has so many facets to it. Just from the Stormy Daniels things can connect, uh, connects Trump to Cohen. Cohen has connected Trump to Stormy Daniels by saying he did. I paid that woman. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So who were you paying her on behalf? Obviously your uh, client, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But uh, that talks about where it opens him up to where he either. Paid her with his money, and now it's just a scandal, scandal. Or he paid her with some campaign, campaign money. money, now this is impeachment scandal. Yeah, yes. But Cohen also knows stuff about this collusion thing. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Everything is interconnected. And that's, I was just about to go to that. This was not, Michael Cohen was not the only person, and Mueller were not the only person. Uh, and they say that in their indicted. statements, they say that. That's the things that are, that's hinted into their statements, the things that their lawyers will put out. Is that there? There are other people within the house and within an administration that know. Exactly. It's it from day one. Who was the first person that was indicted? Indicted. I think it was somebody who was low key. We didn't even really hear about it. It was Pablo. Pablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, that was one of his, one of his first campaign. Exactly. Matters. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People tried to say, oh, he just kind of helped in the beginning or something. He wasn't at the end. But look how far up this is going. Yes. Exactly. Look how far up this is going. I, Again, this is the second half of the second year of his presidency. We're halfway in. Look how far this is going. I don't even think we'll see the end of this, bro. It's like honestly, it's like presidency. how far? It, 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 how far do we have left? You know, it, it's like it, if like we were saying earlier, if Jerry Kushner is indicted, bro, Trump is going to be yeah, indicted. That, that's it. For that because that that shows that it was too close for Trump not to know anything that was going on. It, it, it damn near show it now, to be honest, because, I mean, how your lawyer... Of 12 years. Of 12 okay. years. And now he's on national TV. Like, he's, he was my small attorney. He handled small things. Small things. Oh, small things enough to pay Stormy Daniels off. Oh, yeah, small deals. And on national television, you yeah. was telling us to go talk to him. You know about it, the deals he exactly they about stuff about with you. So obviously this man is extremely integral to your pro- uh yo or operation if we really go call him uh Al Capone. Yeah, yeah. yes, and, 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 and that's the thing, bro. Like we just see Donald Trump panicking right now. It's like he literally said that flipping should be illegal. 
Like that, that that's that sounds like an outcry to me. That sounds like And that's know, what the that's what they're hinting. MSNBC, CNN, these these news outlets, that's what they're hinting. They're getting from inside sources of the White House is that they feel almost an emotional breakdown about to happen. No innocent man said Yeah. Between, you know, for Trump. He's it's like he's He's trying to hold as much composure as he can. That's why he goes on places that'll make him comfortable, like Fox and Friends. You know what I'm saying? And he's when they, that, yeah, uh, the majority of his time at uh, Mar-a-Lago, his mm-hmm. uh, hotel. Yeah, you know uh, these are things that resort. they're hinting that it's that they're coming. Like you said, it's just you know he's panicking right now and he's grasping at straws at this point. And I feel like that's proof of why you you can't take. It's unfortunate and it shouldn't be this, but it is. Because of who the man uh, is in the White House, but we can't trust anything that he says because it, it's just the ramblings and the rantings of a liar. Like picture this collusion story. It went from originally, if we just want to talk about the meeting that uh, never took place, but then it took place. I just didn't know about it. To yeah, I knew about it. It took place, but it was about orphanages in Russia. Yeah. To all right, it took place. I knew about it, but it wasn't about uh, Russian orphanage, orphanages. It was actually about getting dirt on my client, uh, on my opponent, Hillary Clinton. To uh, I knew all of this. It's just not illegal. You know what I'm saying? He consistently changes his story mm-hmm. every time it's exposed and it's shown that what you said was a lie. So we we can't trust anything you say until just uh, it comes out because you you've been proven to be a liar to us multiple times. Exactly. They uh, they had the fact checker come on and they were just like he's he's they he was able he wrote an, an entire article. And he's able to track 4,000-something lies that Donald Trump has said within these two years. If you said that about anybody else, I'd be like... And they're like, do we... Is this? Is it safe to call him a liar now? Yes. You have this? And they're like, well, I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to say we have all this proof that he has. On small things to larger things. He's just, you know, his tweets, and I wish he stopped tweeting because his tweets are one of the biggest contradicting statements that he had. But but that's the thing, bro, and, and we can segue into the next uh, topic, but if he doesn't have his tweets, what else does he have? His base, his his supporters. But how does he reach his base and his supporters? It's, I mean, he... Because he, they said that he was, they went to a rally... And um, they were reporters were there asking his his supporters certain questions about the the investigation as far as Russia and the Stormy Daniels thing and how Michael Cohen and his close counterparts are now dealing with the court to kind of have that themselves you know as innocent and keep themselves as innocent as possible. His supporters are like unless he you know you know commits real acts of treason or or, or shoot somebody in the head, I'm still support him. It's not just a man anymore. It's a movement, like you said. It, it's a movement, bro. That and that's how he went, and and that's why the the, the demographic of people they're smaller compared to you know the liberal army that we do have. But that that that's the people that are are gonna cater to him at, at his every will, and that's the people like honestly, bro. If Hillary Clinton would have lost, would have won the campaign campaign, bro, we probably would have had. I wouldn't say a civil war, but we would have had riots. Mm-hmm. We would have had riots. People love this man too much. And that's a, that's what I'm starting to see. And that's the scariest thing, bro. It's like, I've never seen people who have so much love for a, a man since... Not even in my lifetime. I've never been in a lifetime where I had... Uh, 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 we've had a uh, kind of mixed bag of presidencies while we've been alive. 
I mean, I think. But not not people who just rule like that. Like we 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 had George Bushes and people really voted for George Bush because of the. But he, I mean, like towards the end of his uh, presidency, like everybody hated him. Yes, exactly. But I mean, when we match his approval ratings, his his appro- his uh, approval ratings. To the end of his year and Donald Trump's beginning of the year, uh, beginning of his campaign, it they mirror, they mirror with the, when they should. Well, I, I, I feel again, I, it kind of ties into what I said, and I guess it's deeper to what you're saying. Everybody hated uh, Bush, but a lot of people dislike Trump, but he has just a such a loyal, loud base. Yes, Bush didn't have that. I understand what you're saying now. Nobody has been as Unfortunately, charismatic as Donald Trump has for people in America mm-hmm. in our lifetime at all. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know if Reagan had it. I'm, I wasn't born. Well, I mean, to this day, people still believe. I'm Reaganomics, bro. Yeah, like, people still preach that bull yeah. crap. That's where trickle down come from. So I mean, I I just if we have to rate his overall success, like his overall success from an A to an F. Uh, where, 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 who, Donald Trump? Yes, yeah. his presidency. Uh, One to a hundred. An F, bro. I mean, <laughs> there, there's uh, some C and possibly B moments, you know, because I do feel like there's a couple things that he's done okay or, or all right. You know, I think recently we, North Korea uh, released Fallen American soldiers oh, back yeah, to America. Yeah. That that's I, there's no way you can hate on that. Yeah. You know, I, I I appreciate Trump for doing that, but that's too and few. You know what I'm saying? There's really not too many other things that I can truly call upon and say I like this initiative, this policy, or this move by Trump at all. For, brother, the first thing and the last thing that I really liked from Trump was his inaugural speech. To be honest, and then after that, he just kind of tanked it. You know, with with the racist BS policies that he implemented. Uh, just the, the the core of his fan base is just so disgusting, and the very fine. Oh, we didn't even talk about the very fine people remark. Oh yes, my how he's just been absolutely afraid to call out the, the far right white nationalist movement that's arising not only globally but in our own country. And he has to understand that even if he doesn't have that racial intent. Even if, you know, because that can be debated by people, you know, uh, if he's, you know, just a, a, a hard-down racist. I'm going to go out and say he's an elitist, definitely. Yeah, he's a populist, that, that's an elitist. But people can debate his racial intent, I mean his racial intent all day. But at the end of the day, Donald Trump has to understand and have and has to admit that this growing uh, bravado throughout the alt-right movement stemmed from him becoming president. It was something that this something that's been building up for the past, I'd say, twelve, fourteen years. Like you remember, it used to just be the Tea Party. Yeah, the Tea you know Party. But, we would have very racist policies. But Trump gave them a mouthpiece, and he gave them fire in the engine. And he knows that, and he knows that that's a part in amongst his base. And that's why he refuses to call it out, or to he'll at times retweet a, a message or a tweet from somebody. And if you watch the video, if you see who the account is tied to, it's a white nationalist account. It's a it's a racist account. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he knows these people are the people who support him. Unfortunately, it's not that he I feel he truly believes some of that stuff. I don't really think he believes that uh, white people are superior to black people or something. But I do think he believes other people believe that, and he's making money off of them. So yes. why would he abandon them? He he doesn't have a backbone. That's something like if John McCain had won against Barack Obama, he wouldn't have done nothing like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Let, let's say uh, 
we do the exact same policies that Donald Trump has done with John McCain, there will be no Twitter. There will be no uh, arguing or slandering of the other opponents. And if he had pushed for some of these things and they had simply been voted down, he would have been like, all right, cool, next thing. Exactly. That's the difference between those ty- these type of men. That, that was respectable politics when, when people didn't just try to, when people yeah. thought of America first. You always, even if you have a conservative traditionalist mindset, you have to think about America first. And, and that, that, that makes, and at the end of the day, that makes you qualify for me. If you have, a, even if we may disagree on certain views, if if you if your if your intent is to actually do better for the American people and work for the American people, you're qualified. Yeah, because John and like you and like piggybacking off of what you're saying, John McCain being an actual politician, and though if we were to say that give him the same executive orders that are being done now by Trump, John McCain had the political knowledge to explain that these are executive orders. This is not me kissing somebody's ass corporately. You know what I'm saying? He would make the very strong difference between I'm working with this individual and I'm aligned with this individual. And that's what Trump is not doing with the alt-right. Like, he's he's not making that definite difference. If I'm not racist, I have to make this difference. I have to let people know why I'm cheering them on why am i so you know hesitant to speak against it because the bottom line all people going bottom line it to is you're racist too and mccain was somebody who cared about the country trump really just cares about his base that's why i mean exactly. jay what what would you give his presidency what would you rate jay oh f minus f minus thank you to, and to f no matter of fact, it, it was one of those F's, and then like, have you ever got F and then incomplete too? Like, cause you didn't finish it, so it was like not only you suck bad, <laughs> but you didn't even finish the homework. Yeah, we yeah. kicked you out of the class before you. F with like she circled it, so yeah. you could see, see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Red yeah. ink, everything. Yeah, like, you knew she handed you the paper folded down because you knew you failed before she gave it. <laughs> like that type. Of, that is the type of feeling he's doing right now. You know, and it's just like. You looking at the rest of the country like, what y'all niggas think funny? Ain't shit funny? Don't laugh at us. Ain't shit funny? <laughs> and, and one of the things I really want people, even his fan base, are the conservative, uh, uh, the conservative mind that still backs his policies or still back him as a president. You have to understand what we mean by racial policies and racial um, lawmaking or just racial support. Like, um, we can close off with something like this, but um, I remember we were talking like probably like two days ago about um, his comment towards you know what's going on in South Africa. Yes, and and, and people got to understand that yes, these white farmers are being kicked off land, but not their land exactly. Like you have to understand the apartheid ended in the eighties. In the eighties, like these people are just gaining capital back. There's, there's a difference between somebody. That were just straight up stripping from their land, like we did with the Native American. Not even we, because you know my my descendants, my ancestors didn't do that. But just like American imperialists did with the Native Americans, like I, I I like they kicked them off their own land. And see what the Dutch and the British did with the South with South Africa during apartheid is that they impl- they they went into South Africa, implemented their own policies, and and stripped the black people of all their capital, all their capital completely. So it's not racist to give these black people their capital back. And it's also 
a, a perversion of the true story in South Africa, the one that yes. Donald Trump retweeted and about far right nationalist, far right white nationalists about uh, farmers getting killed. And exactly, like that's that. not even true. That that is in no way true at all. It's actually the rate, like I told you, the rate for uh, farmer killings in uh, South Africa has been declining for the past twenty years. I think the most recent number I actually uh, looked this up yesterday uh, in the past year or in the past five years, it's been eighty deaths and over. 25% of those 80 deaths were black or other, black or other. It wasn't white people. Mm -hmm. So it, it, the rate that you think people are being killed out there, it doesn't match the numbers and the things that you're posting. Yeah, it's, just a, it's just a, 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 a racist message. Yes, bro. And, and that's the it's thing. It's pure bro. division. And, and that's, that's the thing. And that's when racist, ra uh, a racist platform comes into play. It's not the exact racial intent, but it's the output and the consequence. And that's what you have to understand. Now you're getting Americans who don't even understand what's yeah, going exactly. on in South Africa. Exactly. I was just about to say. Up riled about something that they don't, you know. Exactly. They probably don't even yeah. know what the apartheid was. That's why I said, like, that's, that was the whole craziest thing to me about the tweet and about, you know, even speaking on the matter because this is old news. This is something that has been trying to take place for a year or so now. You know what I'm saying? This is a long, steady process exactly. of giving their happened. capital back. Mm -hmm. This is not them going on land every day just saying, get out, get up, get out. We pushing you out for the black folk. It's not that. It is a very long, like treacherous process that, there's, that South Africa is about to go through. And it's been through policy, not through people just going out. Yeah, it's in line. It's, it's in Diplomatic order. policy. But this is... Uh, the reason why I gave him an F. Things like that. Like, the effect that Donald Trump has had and the way history is going to tell it is, I feel, and even really tying into his campaign slogan, the slogan that's being chanted by all these supporters of him across the nation, make America great again. You, you cannot make America great again, first off, because we've been slowly co coming into greatness than we ever truly had. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that I can picture and it t uh, ties into everything that we're talking about, this far right, this white nationalist, this uh, white supremacist, this racist uh, message, is that you, in my opinion, want us to go back to the Confederacy. That can be the only America that I'm thinking of. I because that's grow, the people, exactly. That's the people you're supporting. That's what they like. That's what they want. That's what they remember. And that's the America that they remember. So if you want to make America great again, what are you trying to make it into? And all the things that you've done, the policies, the moves that you made, and the people that you supported, seeing that you're trying to push this uh, over a couple centuries in the past, then we're trying to go into the future. Exactly. And, 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 and it's just, we got so much progress just to go back. Exactly. In those eight years, we've taken, in the eight years that we moved forward in these two years now, we've taken 12 steps back. Nationally, um, nationwide, just in terms of race relations and policies, man. Like we're, like I told you, we're the only country in the world that has asbestos and approved to be used in building materials. Who's that benefit, man? Nobody but rich. So yeah, uh, that's how we feel about Donald Trump. I mean, that, that I can really go on and rent all day about Donald Trump. I, I just don't understand, like like you said, um, just just the progress that we've come so far to achieve, just for him to knock us back down, and for people to actually support his rhetoric and uh, not understand the origin of anything when you know these policies are introduced. All right, just if he has a Twitter rant, you know they'll just bop and go with him like without even researching into the topic, and it's like 
you know, it, it, it just reminds me of... Personality cult. It, and it just reminds me of a Hitler in a way. How people... Personality cult. Personality cult. People, you know, put on this facade that people can cling on to, exactly like Hitler did. And, and you know, people just cling on to it. And at the end of the day, it, everything is for their self-agenda. It's not even for helping the people. Or, or you know, uh, e- even, you know, giving back to the people. It's just all to promote their self-agenda of, like, this is me. And, like, I'm going to get my money regardless. Like, I'm going to dress it up in a, a nationalist tone, you know, to get make you feel proud of yourself. And your Patriotic. Country. Yeah. Like, but truly, this is for my benefit. Well, Hitler is for uh, Jews, for Donald Trump's money. He is smart because I remember um, he, he had an interview saying that uh, if uh, I run for president, I would run Republican. And he and that was an interview from the uh, 80s. And he done that, and he won. And it makes sense why he would run Republican. They're the only party that doesn't have any logical backing to anything that they say. But uh, <laughs> do you have anything to close us out with this episode? I feel like we're, we're living in a crazy time, not only in the person that's in the office, but just everything that's happening because he's in the office, from the scandals to the... In pending impeachment to the things that he said to the allies and the bridges that he's burnt on behalf of America because he's in office. I just hope people pay more attention to, uh, like we just said, personality folks, people who put on this Joe the Plumber vibe. Not only just Republicans, but Democrats too. Yeah. Never take uh, take everything people give you with a grain of salt and research and educate yourself yeah. on the things they're talking about before you just listen and believe whatever somebody's feeding because it sounds like. Exactly. I feel like it'll fuel our fight as, you know, people that are anti-Trump, that are against Trump. We It'll fuel our our fight if we didn't just dislike Trump over the things that we heard instead of the things that we know. If you know that the executive orders that he pushed are racially, are, are racially have so much racial intent behind them or, and are backed by that, then, you know, it's 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 a lot more fire within you then oh i just heard that he races and i do remember when he said that he'll grab women by the vagina and this that and the third don't go off of the the little small tidbits Pop, about that's pretty yeah uh, yeah uh, but the exactly. little small things that you hear if you really get into this presidency like i'm glad that that has happened over this episode when you get into the executive orders past the things that they're trying to smoke out into us like this stormy daniels stuff like stormy daniels that was a, it's a it's a it's a controversy but it's nowhere as big as the executive orders that this man is trying to push. That is true. It's nowhere. So it's, you know, it's very important that you take, you know, your belief and stand it on something. If I don't like Donald Trump, here's why. And it's something that you can un- you understood and you can defend and argue yourself. Yeah. Because like you said, you researched that. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that's the service level to it. But I mean... Again, our people, it's up to people, the people, to research, to know their stuff, to know their facts. And not only research, but take action. You know, if you're really anti-Trump, you know, and you have, to, to win these midterms elections, and you have upcoming um, senators or representatives running, like, boy, don't be, don't be afraid to volunteer for them. Because you need them to win in order, for you, in order to protect our democracy. Because that's where we're at right now. We're at just at the simple base of protecting our democ- our, our, our republic. We're That's at the very same. fabric of your life. Exactly. This this is the only this is the last thing you'll have before everything is completely stripped away from you. 
can't get on the internet and beseech the help of every celebrity man you know what I'm saying you gotta vote the proper people in that's all I got to say uh, Jay do you have anything before we close off mm-hmm. Andre alright guys let us know if we missed anything concerning Trump, any scandals, any, uh, uh, we don't even have to necessarily talk about scandals, but any positive things we may have missed because I, I won't hate a man just because I want to hate somebody. I need yeah. a valid reason and he's giving me plenty. If you can give me some stuff to convince me or jail, <laughs> please try and do your damnest. But, uh, it's going to be hard. Probably the hardest thing you've ever done. But, um, I think we're out. The, uh, that'll be our episode. Um, remember, guys, follow us on East Square at the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, follow us at E2 the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, inbox us the suggestions, uh, voice record using the Anchor app, and anything that you want to talk about, we'll try our best to talk about it on this episode. But if that'll be all, that's good. Deuces! And it's like two o'clock. Perfect on the dot, basically. Well, it's one fifty.